0: hey everybody welcome to a new episode of podcast demastered I'm your host Ethan Meyer and I'm joined by my two very good friends Wade and Chelsea and welcome to episode 36 of the podcast um how are you guys uh how you guys feeling about that 36 episodes in Woohoo. <laughs> the number is higher than our
1: oh, ages wow. now
2: so that's okay
0: that's true <laughs> yes. that's true just by f- just by a few years, um, before before we get into it, I have I had a question. I've kind of been thinking about this today. I had a debate with someone else. Um, it has nothing to do with this topic, but I forgot to talk to you guys offline about this. But I'm gonna ask real quick on the podcast. Maybe the maybe the listeners can uh, send in their feedback too. Um oh boy. it was about sandwiches. So it's kind of stupid, but whatever. <laughs> Do you guys consider hamburgers a sandwich?
2: No no
0: <laughs> no no
2: they're they're Not their personally. own class they're their own class
0: that's a burger okay yeah see that's what my friend was saying too but I think it's a sandwich because it's just stuff in between two pieces of bread and like even if you go to like some restaurants like I guess like fast food it's like a whopper sandwich you know
2: is a s'mores a sandwich
0: is but is that bread like i don't consider graham crackers bread is it grain oh now we're really getting down <laughs> to the nitty gritty <laughs> Now we're really—that's like saying is a hot dog a sandwich. Hot dog's like—I guess with that logic, hot dog's an open-faced sandwich.
2: Some people, yeah, some mm-hmm. people do consider hot dogs yes. a sandwich. I'm not saying that's right, but some people do consider it that.
0: Does that mean tacos <laughs> are a sandwich then?
2: It depends on the kind of taco, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. If true. it's like
0: a if it's like a flour soft shell, like a flour soft well, shell, would be like taco. a quesadilla is a sandwich. Yeah, a quesadilla is a sandwich. See, <laughs> it so just fucks no. everything up. <laughs>
2: So no, hamburgers are not sandwiches.
3: <laughs> so back to you. Oh, okay. it can it can speaking. have
2: its own identity.
0: Okay. Yes. Well, I'm curious if there's any <laughs> listeners out there that have uh, their hot takes on this sandwich debate. I I, I want to know cause, <laughs> Yeah, 'cause yeah, because I think burgers are a sandwich, but then if we're getting if we're bringing grain, the origins of everything into it, then it kind of throws it off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking everything's a sandwich then, so it gets too messy. But anyways. <laughs> Back to back to the task at hand. The topic I wh- at hand. Yeah, back to the topic <laughs> at hand. Um, yes. Today we're talking uh, music, and more specifically, we are going to be talking film, uh, film scores, film music, film compositions. Um. Basically, just the you know, all of the all that encompasses. Not necessarily, I guess, uh, soundtracks of just like various artists. You know, I don't really consider that the film score, that's the film soundtrack, so <laughs> kind of <laughs> the, the separation there. Um, I guess that's a whole other topic if we want to talk like best soundtracks, best collection of artists. But today we're going to be talking just the, the, the score itself. Um, so kind of kicking off with that, I'm going to ask you guys personally what makes a good film score for you and we'll start with uh, Wade here since he's our resident music (laughs) teacher music expert Um, please educate us on what makes a good film score
2: I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to give you a proper explanation because I went round and round and round with myself Um, (laughs) because at first I was like well it's it's a good soundtrack if if like you remember stuff can you, can, you, can you like sing any of the songs? Um, if they catch in your head, it's probably a good indicator. But then I thought, well, what about the other ones? There's some that are just so good that you never really notice that they're happening because they're so ingrained into the moments in the movie. Like, well, crud, that's also an indicator, I think, of whether it's good mm-hmm. or not. Now, not to say like, well, you just didn't notice it the entire time. That's not what I mean. That would not be a good one. but like it was just everything was just so layered and like involved with each other between like um just like what's happening in the movie and the music itself that they're not two separate things they're 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 they're, like together you know um so it's it's a hard question to answer but i'm gonna go with the like um if it has music that you find catchy or uh emotional enough to remember right then 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 you got yourself a good soundtrack i guess
0: yeah Chelsea what about you
3: yeah I'd say a good film score is one that you know compliments or rather enhances the film itself because I see it that like a film can honestly be downright horrible but a score can really save it for me especially like I do love you know I'm all about the story about the writing and everything but if that uh, like score can make me feel something then yeah. it's doing something for me it's doing it right and I love it when I can actually hear the music, especially like when it like really enhances the film. Because I feel like there's certain films, yeah, especially where it's not as memorable or anything. I'm like, was there any music in this movie? Like, I honestly don't remember
0: at all. Right, <laughs> like Marvel, so... like Marvel films.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of Marvel films. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yes that's what I look for something that's memorable that really enhances it and yeah
0: enhance enhance is, a good emotion. Word. Mm-hmm. enhance is a good word there's always that like uh that adage in like the film industry uh audio is nine tenths of video <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah for me like when I was thinking about film scores um does the score like like Chelsea said enhance like does it elevate the film does it bring it up to like another level of greatness um i'm kind of with chelsea on this like a bad movie can be elevated if it has an amazing soundtrack but that also goes the other way you can have a really good movie and have like a really terrible soundtrack like uh, mm-hmm. a good example for me recently yeah. is i watched uh the power of the dog which i find to be a very good film but i hated the music in it um now I know what the music was trying to do, and that kind of brings up my second criteria, is does the film evoke emotions and is or does the score evoke emotions? And is it diverse enough to like hit all those different levels that the film's trying to hit? And the Power of the Dog, that soundtrack, was trying to be sort of like unnerving and sort of kind of jarring and make you feel like unsettled but the music is so off-putting trying to achieve that, that I just cannot like it. It achieves its goal. Yes. But it's so awful to listen to. It's like cringe. You know, it's just like, can you (laughs) please move to the next scene? This music is the worst. It's like nails on a chalkboard. So, (laughs) but, but like I said, that I'm sure that, you know, that's kind of that feeling that they were trying to get out, but it was, I don't like it. And like what Wade was saying, (laughs) memorable. Um, do I walk away from that film and do I like, is the music something that I want to talk about? Um, Like that's for me personally, when I watch, when I watch any movie, uh, the score is one of like one of the founding tenets of what makes a good movie for me. And if the score was not memorable or didn't do anything, it was just kind of like, if the score feels like it was just a checklist item, you know, like oh yeah, we got to have music mm-hmm. in this movie, so just you know, whatever, fill the fill the gaps, fill fill those establishing <laughs> shots with some piano so or whatever, and then we'll move on.
2: I.e., a lot of Marvel movies.
0: I.e., <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of movies in general.
2: Well, also um, yes, mm-hmm. things um, just never quite get off the ground.
0: Yeah, and you know that, that doesn't necessarily mean it's like bad in terms of like the technical. Like I'm sure like. You know wade you can Mm -hmm. speak on this like just the the craft of composing that music i'm sure is like technically right and accurate and makes sense but it's just not memorable or good or anything to write home about Mm -hmm. um yep
3: doesn't enhance it as much as it could
0: yeah uh another thing for me is is it something that can be enjoyed separate from the film is it is is it Mm -hmm. something i want to listen to but don't watch the movie. Like, one I, I love listening to film scores. Like, I have multiple playlists that are just, you know, film scores. And um, if I listen to that, is it, is it evocative of that film? Can I listen to that piece of music and immediately picture the scene that it was in? Or, you know, whatever, like, visual representation, does it have that sort of, like, symbiosis? Um, and also, is it just something that I can just listen to on its own, like can it stand on its own and be enjoyable or does it have to be tied to the film? I feel a lot of a lot of films, if you take the music out and just listen to it on its own, you realize that it kinda of loses its luster a little bit. It's kinda of just like, Oh yeah, this is just like uh, elevator music or I feel like I'm at like a spa or it's just like, yeah, whatever, this is <laughs> this exists, I guess. But you put it in the yeah. movie and it all it's all like a nice it all makes sense. It all gels and it's fine. But mm-hmm. those really great soundtracks uh, you could take away and listen to. And it feels just as amazing. It, f- it almost feels like it's telling a story just through the the composition of the score itself. You know, like it has those emotional highs and lows, those big swelling moments. Like, um, like that's for me, that's what makes like some of my favorite film scores are can stand a, stand 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 alone. So. So, yeah, with that being said, do you guys have any uh, favorite composers um, that, like, if you see their name on the poster or the credits or being attached to the film, you're like, oh, yeah, this is, is going to be great. Like, I can't wait for this. Do you guys have any have any names that come to mind for that? Wade, let's start. What do you? What oh, you yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so, I mean, I've got the classics, you know, like your John Williams, uh, Hans Zimmer, um, yeah. It's it's hard to say no to them, especially like right now in John's John Williams' life. Um, if he wants to do a score, um, you know it's going to be good because he's getting old. You know he's getting quite up there, um, so he doesn't really he doesn't really come out to do too much. But when he does, um, yeah, like it's good to listen.
0: Yeah, I would put the stamp of uh, goat on John Williams as the as a kid said these days. Like he's <laughs> yes. John Williams is most definitely definitely. Like, the goat i would say yes um he's definitely got that name recognition that as soon as you know he's attached to something it's gonna be incredible um
2: oh yes and even if like it's a series like he'll like if he starts something um the later composers will always carry that stuff forward into the future films yeah um so like you just you just can't you can't say no um yeah. so besides those two big ones um let's see uh I have Howard Shore on here.
0: Yeah, I love Howard Shore. Um,
2: Cause I can't I'm big ol I'm a big old dork. I can't I can't. Um I have um Alexander Desplat. If I'm yeah, saying his I like last him name too. right. Um I think he's it's he's done so many good things. Well he's
0: French, so it's probably like deplay.
2: <laughs> Maybe so if I just <laughs> made yeah, a he's... Fool of myself, oh well. It's like, fine. I it's
0: fine. I, if his agent's listening, he can correct us.
2: Yeah, he can find me. It's fine. Um, yeah. I had to put I had to put um, Alan Menken on here. Um, I don't know. If, you may not recognize his name, or it might be like a glimmer. Oh, I do. Um, I, I I bet um, he he does a <laughs> yes. lot. He did a lot of the like um, '90s Disney stuff. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> like basically everything but Lion King. In the '90s, he did. Um, Hans Zimmer has that one. Um, yeah. But then my last one I have on my list is um, Joe Hisaishi. Um, he is the composer for all of the Miyazaki movies. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, completely and, forgot about yeah, him. Oh, no. I'm and so sorry. Chelsea knows how, like, heartwarming or heartbreaking oh my gosh, all no, of that's... his music is. All of it. He folks those
3: emotions.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh. But, yeah, oh, that's, that's me. That's me
0: in a nutshell. Chelsea, what about you?
3: Yeah, I too, of course, had John Williams. Cause how could you not? My, I have two other ones. I have Michael Giacchino. I actually do like his style. He has some of those like old-fashioned vibes at times. It's just cool and fun.
0: He, okay, he has a diverse portfolio. <laughs> oh,
2: what can you all enlighten me and tell what he's done?
0: The he does, a lot of, he does a lot of the Pixar oh, films.
2: Oh, okay. Yep, I got you. Alrighty.
0: Yeah he's got like two oscars for like, pixar movies
3: up yeah
0: <laughs> he's he also uh he did the jj abrams like star treks he did uh mm-hmm. he okay. did star wars rogue one he did the uh i think he did he's war from the planet of the apes and dawn of the apes maybe dawn of the planet mm-hmm. of the apes
1: he's I also doing the new right. uh yeah. the
0: new batman film
1: Mm-hmm. The oh, Matt wow. Reeves so, Batman film. Wow! Yeah,
0: he has a very diverse portfolio.
2: I'm almost ashamed that I don't, I didn't recognize his name at first, because that's a lot of big stuff, a lot of stuff yeah. that I personally yeah. know. So, oops.
0: I think he, Batman. I think he got his first Oscar for uh, when he did Up. I think that's right, mm-hmm. or maybe it was. He like didn't get first. one
2: for The Incredibles. Uh,
1: no, I don't think The Incredibles
0: got
2: anything.
3: <laughs>
2: Man, that music was hot.
3: I love that music. It's. It's great
2: we did a whole marching show on the incredibles a few years back nice.
0: it's good yeah it's good his stuff's good
3: yeah and then my other one on the list is henry jackman i like his electronic vibe oh yeah yeah. yeah 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 which is one of his big ones is wreck it ralph he
1: awesome,
3: also did nice. winter soldier
0: yeah and oh okay <laughs> didn't he do uh did he do uh logan or or uh, the wolverine didn't he do one of those Ooh. I think I wanna, he's I wanna, done
3: quite a few of, like, the superhero movies. Yeah, I want to
0: say he's done a couple of X-Men films. And I think it might have been mm-hmm. those. But yeah, I, I know the name for sure. Yeah.
3: That's a nine.
0: Um, so my all-time, like, favorite, if I had to have, like, a number one, is Hans Zimmer. Um, I... I think he may be one of the most incredible composers out there because not only is he diverse, but his scores are so perfectly designed for the film that they're for. That they, it's like, I don't think he like. It's hard to nail down a style for him because he just he, he curates exactly for the film that's being made. So yeah, he's,
2: he's got a pretty good grasp on um, yeah his like he
0: like he i think he fully patterns i think he fully understands the story that's being told and can make music that just like perfectly yeah uh, ties along with that like he's like one of the best um john williams in my opinion i think is the best at creating uh themes and just like memorable uh very simplistic um not simplistic in a negative way but just like something it's like an earwig you know you can just hear like a couple notes of something and you're like oh shit i know exactly what that is oh yeah and john Williams is doing that his whole career like he's half a dozen films you can hear you can just play like a couple seconds and you know exactly what it is like he's like one of the best at coming up with just like a, a very like memorable uh a theme you know he's done it for you know indiana jones and and star wars and harry potter and Jurassic Park and like all this stuff. Like it's
2: Superman and E. T. Su- yeah, Come Superman. Alone. Basically anything Spielberg touches.
0: <laughs> um like he's he's very, very good at that. Um I also had uh Alexandre uh play or whatever, the French composer. Um I he's he's also got a pretty diverse portfolio. Um I guess some of it is more like his one of his bigger ones is he did the last two uh, Harry Potter films,
2: which I love,
0: um, which are fantastic. um Not my favorite Harry Potter soundtrack. That goes the Half Blood Prince, but that was Nicholas Hooper. And if you look up Nicholas Hooper, that man—I'm pretty sure he just did that and then fell off the face of the earth. So all
2: that money, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, cool.
0: This is oh, this is what you're paying me. Yeah, I'm going to retire. Um, well, I can be happy. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the only other one that you guys didn't uh say that i that i really like they don't really they don't it's a duo and they don't do a whole lot but the stuff that they have done like i honestly get really excited if i see that their name's attached to something and that's uh trent reznor and atticus ross like they did uh, they did the girl with a dragon tattoo the david fincher film they did uh, the Social Network. Um, they did Soul for Pixar. Um, they
2: did all that, and then they did Soul. Yeah, that's that's well, quite what, a, uh, well the electronic Rez- stuff, I guess, is a little similar. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, was, I was thinking like the real world stuff. I was like, that's
0: no, that's they did quite like the actual, departure
2: from. Yeah, they didn't the do stuff.
0: like the like, uh, I guess like, the jazz biz. They did the more like ethereal. Kind of. Uh, um, their their style is very minimalist, which I really appreciate. It's something that's just like they they'll play like a key and then it will just kind of linger, and it's just so simple and so nice and so calming. But also it can also it can also flip that and be so unnerving and unsettling, and it just works so well. Um, Trent Reznor also was from Nine Inch Nails, so it's even I more take interesting. it you beat me
2: to it. so i was gonna um, say that (laughs) so
0: but yeah when they when those two get attached to something it makes me like very uh intrigued to kind of see what they do because i really like that style I, i just kind of really like um a very light touch but very effective touch and i think that they're like the kings at that like their scores they're not big swelling cinematic like these star wars epics or whatever it's something that's just very um very simple but very effective for what they're doing um but yeah i uh there's there's other there's other composers out there that i like um but i don't necessarily if i see their name on something get like excited for like i do with those like i really like james horner for a lot of the stuff that he's done um he's uh he did uh braveheart and
2: uh oh yeah for sure
0: uh avatar and uh um it's like escaping me now but anyways look look up james horner he does really good stuff too (laughs) um uh tyler bates does some pretty decent stuff very like a little bit more like uh, gritty i would say um (laughs) i think uh steve jablonski does an actually pretty decent job of just doing like bombastic kind of like action set pieces he did a lot of the transformer films he does a lot of like video game music too um but even if the (laughs) even if the content is bad his score actually kind of makes it seem a little bit more um (laughs) fun and exciting i think he's really good at that um and then i also like uh James Newton Howard, I think he does really good stuff. Um, And uh, Junkie, Junkie XL. He's kind of, he kind of does a lot of uh, more kind of gritty techno kind of stuff. If you don't know, he did uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which uh, surprisingly had an amazing soundtrack. (laughs) like Way better than it had any right to be. Um, He also collaborated with Hans Zimmer to do uh, the uh, Man of Steel for Zack Snyder and then later did the uh, Justice League uh, oh, stuff right. yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. his own. So I like his style too. I like his stuff. But like I said, he's, he's still fairly like recent. I think he goes by Tom Holkenford now, which is his actual name, but when he first started it was Hulk Junkie XL. I don't know if he was like a DJ or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. But it Sounds like a DJ name for sure. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds yeah. like a DJ name. But yeah, he you know, he worked with Hans Zimmer a lot, so I think he kind of picked up uh, some some, <laughs> some Oh, I'm sure schooling. he got taught. Yeah. Yeah, some schooling from him cuz like, There's
2: um there's one that I forgot about. Um the, it's a it's another band who also does other things, but M83? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: they did the, uh, if you saw, I think you saw it, um, Tom Cruise's Oblivion. Yeah. Um, that soundtrack, the movie's okay, it's fine. Yeah. But, like, the soundtrack, though, oh my god. Yeah. Love it. I completely forgot about that, just popped into my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I can't, I mean, I know that I'm sure I'm missing some, but those are, those are the ones that, like, I've looked down my, uh, my spotify and like i'll have like favorited like scores or playlists or whatever and like those names come up more often than not Mm. so howard shore also i don't really i haven't listened to much howard shore besides lord of the rings and hobbit i don't think i've ever listened to anything else that he's done besides those but that's (laughs) enough to elevate him into (laughs) a category of excellence because oh yeah
2: like it's just that for me like i don't yeah, need anything those, else from him those six <laughs> films
0: have some of the best music ever put to film in my in my armchair opinion like that's like <laughs> some of the some of the best stuff ever um so i guess with that being said let's transition into what are all your some like some of your favorite uh film scores um doesn't necessarily have to be like an end all like this is my all time number one if you have that great but you know it doesn't have to be so Um Chelsea let's start with you this time
3: yeah well I mean I kind of mentioned some of the ones I really like from the like my favorite film composers so like from the Incredibles to Wreck-It Ralph you know to super classic Star Wars Jurassic Park Indiana Jones a couple other ones that came to mind that weren't necessarily my favorite film composers just because I either haven't recognize their stuff in a lot of things or anything but really is actually one of the harry potter movies but it's one that you guys did not mention at all and that was actually Goblet of fire patrick doyle so that one kind of holds a special place in my heart because i got that soundtrack whenever it came out like i got it for christmas with a uh awesome you know like portable like cd player or whatever you know era yeah of cd players <laughs> <laughs> and so I listen to that non-stop and that music I can just picture like all the scenes from that film when I listen to it it's just
0: yeah it's great. yeah no that's it um especially the uh I really like the music for uh, is it the, oh, uh like yeah. the e- like the Eastern European <laughs> school mm-hmm. <laughs> I like yeah I think he did he nailed it with that piece for sure like
1: yeah
3: from that from the quidditch world cup to just all the different tasks and everything the dances it's yeah it's a good time
2: it is a good time
0: i mean honestly all the all the harry potter soundtracks are accomplish what they set out to do it's just the uh the later ones are are the soundtracks that i can listen to on their own Whereas the other ones, I appreciate them in the film. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I think mm-hmm. they are. I think they're perfect for the film, but they're not ones that I would like separate and listen to on, on their own.
2: I remember. Uh, so my one of my th- one of my favorites. I put um, Harry Potter six and seven. So like all three albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I for for all three of those albums, um, I actually bought the album before the movie came out. Cause they released like a week before or something like that. Um, no. and I had just like mm-hmm. played them so much before the movie ever came out. Um, it, it was just one of those like listening experiences where I would like put it in my CD player. Um, but my headphones on and just kind of like lay back and close my eyes and just let the music basically take me through this movie that I haven't watched yet. <laughs> um, and I, and I did that specifically for six and the two, seven movies. Cause, um, especially seven part two uh because they they tell such an emotional musical story yeah like it it carries on into this and now we go to here even without knowing what's happening in the movie the music i felt does such a good job in in pulling you with it the whole way through yeah i love that so much
0: it's also just beautiful music. Like that track, uh-huh. Lily's Theme, is amazing.
2: Oh, Lily's Theme.
0: That is it's so, <laughs> so like, That's good. the
2: thing that I was thinking about this whole time.
0: <laughs> Lily's Theme, and then uh, I think it's called like Courtyard Battle or Battle of the Courtyard or something like that, like, like the climax of the film. Uh-huh. That is an amazing piece of uh, music too. Like both of those are fantastic. Chelsea, do you have another? Do you have another film score, or is it just Goblet of Fire and every other film score is subpar?
3: <laughs> well, I already—I mean, I mentioned the ones from my favorite composers. Another one I think comes to mind. Well, specifically, you know, the main theme from that, in a way, is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: All of it. them, or just the first one?
3: I mean, the first one is really.
0: Yeah.
2: They're all think, kind the of most the same for me, but
3: they're yeah,
2: like every every theme in one gets built upon for two. And yeah. then 3's music is just, like, the first 2's music, but, like, turned up to 12. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Honestly, all, like, yeah. it's basically all the same.
0: <laughs> out, of the, out of the 3, my favorite's the second one, just because I love the uh, music for Davy Jones.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I think Hans Zimmer nailed it with that, when he had, like, it's, like, the ticking of, like, the it's, like, the heartbeat almost, and then you have, like, the kind of, like, uh, like music box kind of sound. Like for Davy Mm. Jones, it's very subtle, but very kind of like intimidating at the same time. Like
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Dead Man's Chess, I think, has the has the best score for me just because Davy Jones and like the Kraken music is so good.
2: When we worked at the theater, I always I loved cleaning after the third movie. Yeah, Um, because like the the credit song, uh, Drink Up Me, Hardy's Yo-Ho. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. like a 13-minute, like, masterpiece. Yeah. And I was, like, pumped. I was pumped and, like, scream singing, like, the the instrumental score, like, the entire time I'm, like, running around with my broom. I'm like, man, this, this house is going to clean in, like, two minutes because I'm so pumped up right now.
1: Loved it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah,
0: I really, I really, I, like, it was interesting to me. I thought Hans Zimmer did all of the pirates, but it was, uh, klaus klaus but dealt or something did the first one or like did the theme like he came up with the theme for pirates but then Hans zimmer kind of like took over for like the rest of the oh. series
2: huh
0: that like always threw me off i've never even heard of klaus or whatever i guess Hans zimmer probably uh axed him <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah literally. <laughs>
2: like i want that movie
0: <laughs> do you guys have any older films you think have uh, that are in your like favorite film scores?
2: Um, if I answered, they would all be like actual musicals, and I don't think. Oh that yeah, counts. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I mean, John
3: Williams. So
0: <laughs> anything John Williams?
3: <laughs> Most of them, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would. John Williams <laughs> is kind of a weird one for me because not a lot of his stuff is stuff that I listen to separate from the film. Yeah. But I, like like I said, I can always recognize it and know exactly, like, where it's at in a film, or, like, it hits all those categories, but it's just stuff that I don't usually like to listen to, I guess, on its own. Because he definitely does, he does have a style. Um, I don't have the... <laughs> the vernacular to fully describe what that is so i'm not gonna try (laughs) maybe wade can can like weigh in on that but it's not a style that i um would put on in the background or like listen to on on, on its own for the most part like some of his stuff i really like um, for example i think one of my favorite scores that he ever did was uh for star wars actually but it was revenge of the sith I think uh, the music in that film is very, very, very good, and it's probably mm-hmm. my favorite, one of my favorite John Williams scores. Um, that film, <laughs> love it or hate it, it is it is supposed to be a, an emotional kind of roller coaster of a film, and even if the acting and the writing doesn't fully get you there, <laughs> the music sure as hell does. Um, yeah, some of the scenes. Where yeah, it's just, I agree. Some of the scenes where it's just separate from people trying to do, like, trying to act or read their lines or whatever, and it's just, like, a <laughs> montage, but the music is just swelling and it's just filling you up, like, those are, like, the best parts of the film, when it's just the music yeah. <laughs> doing the television. Definitely, definitely
2: carries you around, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I can listen to that, like... Leading up to this episode, I went back and started listening to a lot of these old scores, and like I kind of kept going back to *Revenge of the Sith* for like certain tracks because they're just—it's just so good. Like I love it. Um, so, do you guys have any like any other like uh, like any any uh, non-big IP franchise scores that you that, like for- that
2: hasn't been said? Yeah. Oh, that hasn't been said. I don't think so. We've covered a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of my favorites already.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, I know we kind of very talked about it briefly, but yeah, Lord of of the Rings and Hobbit, I think might be my, if I had to have a number one, I think that Lord of the Rings trilogy might be my favorite piece of music um, for film ever. It's
2: very likely, yeah, for me too.
0: Um, It is just so... Fucking good. Like it's it's just amazing. Like every every track I I don't know if it's also because I've seen the film a million times, but every single track I know exactly <laughs> what's happening. Like I can just almost yeah, like you watch totally the film with blinders. It, right? Yeah. But also it does such a good job of since there's so many settings and uh factions in those films, the soundtrack does an amazing job of creating music for each one that feels very unique to each one and i think that's really hard to uh, pull off with such uh, grace that howard shore did where every one of those like elves and dwarves and the orcs and the hobbits and the men like everyone has like a very memorable piece of music that just keeps like being built upon um it makes me happy that howard shore is doing the music for this amazon show uh the war of the ring or whatever it's called
2: i did not know that that is yeah, fantastic yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's costing uh, so much. <laughs>
0: All right. That's the only <laughs> exciting piece of news about that uh series is that how short so maybe the soundtrack will be good if the show's terrible. Maybe I'll we'll at least have a good soundtrack. But uh I have some some films here that are like one offs that I really like. Um Kingdom of Heaven, the Ridley Scott film. I think the soundtrack for that is is very good. Um most of the Nolan films, Inception, I love the soundtrack for that. Interstellar. Oh, easily, um, maybe. yeah. Interstellar, Interstellar, maybe. Interstellar is one of my favorites. I love it. It's it's also very uh, minimalist, but also they're poor, like the music builds very well. And uh, uh, Gladiator, I love the music in that film. Braveheart, I love the music in that. Dunkirk, um, The Tree of Life has really good music very simplistic um a, a, a recent one is dune i think dune i think if that doesn't win at the oscars or whatever the shit for best music then i've totally given up on society because <laughs> the music in that film is just revolutionary it's so amazing like spe- like, man it's so fucking good um, you
3: enjoyed it uh, i wasn't a big fan of it but oh god i just love me. it so much it's so fucking good <laughs> So that's
1: good.
0: <laughs> the music was annoying. Is I
3: that know. what you mean? I it just
2: I, I yeah. Missed it I didn't for find now, anything so.
3: special.
0: It's like chanting. Um, oh,
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Like one of the 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 theme for like the uh, the witches is like kind of like these. It's like a chanting choir. Oh, it's so it's oh, fucking it's good. It's really good. Um, it's very unique. I think that's another reason why I really like it. Is it's very much. Like, like i said for han zimmer like he very he does a really good job of like creating music for the universe and i think that fits very well um but yeah man of steel i love the music for man of steel i love the whole like uh, nolan batman trilogy the that's also Hans zimmer some of the best uh, probably the best superhero oh yeah that music is, is yeah, the, that those. batman trilogy um even just some of the stuff, just like how he made some of that music, is like kind of, uh, kind of, odd. Like how he came up with some of the stuff, some of the sounds and some of the music that he implemented into like the, the score is interesting. Like the Joker, like the Joker music, and like just watching some of the stuff, like how he actually came up with that. It's not like instrumental. It's like kind of like making. It's almost like foley work like making like taking weird objects and making making sounds with it like that's pretty interesting to me like the dude's like a mad scientist sometimes <laughs> so it's I not know, it's like i know that's it's very, very
2: it's gonna be weird but that's electronic music when you hear that you think oh, well, yeah. like you think like the buzzy like techno that but in in like the classical music world that's called that's what electronic music is is when you can when you record like basic everyday sounds and then you convert those and you like modify and adjust those to create other things to create like actual music out of that that's that's like i'm saying like
0: he's taking like razors and running them down like piano wire yeah and recording that and like like that's like crazy shit to me like i (laughs) love stuff like that Instead of just like, hey, let's get seven uh, violinists and record them and just make some music. Like, that's good stuff too. But like, I like when people like almost like have original creations like that that are outside of the norm. I guess like putting a putting a name on it, calling it electronic. That's like that helps categorize it, but it still makes it like very uh, unique to me.
2: No, you know it's extremely unique. It's just they needed a they needed a word for it. Right. <laughs> Be, like in the classical music realm because cause people were doing that, you know, they would they would stick a speaker outside for 72 hours to get that ambiance and the, yeah, the yeah, ducks yeah. the ducks quacking and the water going and stuff and they would use that and they were like, "Well, mm-hmm. well what do we call that?" And they Decided yeah. electronic, I guess, because they were using electronics to record it. <laughs> They're
0: using electricity to record it. So. That, legit, yeah. legit. That was
2: yeah. yeah, freaking Philip Glass and uh,
0: yeah, uh. One of the, uh, I guess we can move on to um uh, I'm underrated or like hidden gems or stuff that you don't. that's stuff that maybe you don't think it's recognized enough. Um, that we can, uh, that we can talk about, um, like, we talked about the stuff that we liked as our favorites, but now we're going to kind of talk about stuff that you like personally, but isn't really, like, well-known, or you don't think it's the, uh, the, like, the spotlight on it, so to speak, um, so we'll tackle that next but i say before we kind of get into all that we take a real quick break and uh and yeah and when we come back we'll talk like uh those diamonds in the rough so (laughs) deal (laughs) all right take a break all right and we're back and we're gonna kick things off with a little underrated um so who wants to go first who has a who has a good one It was a good underrated film score. I do. What do you you got? Now, this this movie did get its 15 seconds of
2: Limelight when it came out, Mm -hmm. um, even with the soundtrack, but I refused to let it die because I thought it was really good. Um, And that was Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, nice. Um, I loved... I watched the movie like six times in theater because the soundtrack. Like, that's it. Just because the movie was great. (laughs) It was fine. But I liked the soundtrack a lot, so... Actually, I think that might have been one of the very first soundtracks on like iTunes that I bought just just oh, really? their money like $10 the, at that, I said.
0: Do you know who's the composer for that, do you know?
2: Um A R Rom Okay. He's done like he's not like a huge huge deal, but like he's Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That's definitely yeah. I mean, I know that film was like up there for, you know, I'm pretty sure it won best picture, didn't it? So it yeah, was it, like
2: it had its time, but like that. But like I'm not you, never thought, you die, never thought about it. You never thought about it for
0: like music, or you never heard anything about it for its music. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. for the content, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I also put now in this. I don't know. This is probably not really a hidden gem, but we haven't talked about it yet. Um, the Sherlock Holmes's soundtracks.
0: The like uh, the Robert Downey the Robert Jr. Ones. Jr. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I love those soundtracks.
0: Especially for fun. Uh, a game of shadows. I really oh like it. yeah the second one i think is really good
2: yeah another another han zimmer production yeah, another zimmer joint <laughs>
0: another zimmer <laughs> joint <laughs> chelsea what about you
3: so you know i have two on here and both these are considered fairly popular movies but i think you know what needs to be understood is when a lot of times when we talk about these movies like when anybody talks about them they really don't talk about the score they talk mm-hmm. about like the songs these and i'm talking about a couple disney films so the first one on my list is mulan which the composer yes. is jerry goldsmith and
0: you're talking about the live action one i right? don't
3: know i just ew, no live action get that out of here don't speak those words ever again <laughs> no like, how no, dare he... the live
2: action one try to use themes from the original how dare they how <laughs> yeah do how
3: do they and then they did it horribly i don't yeah, know it's and it just, was like it's it was like
2: soulless music anyway
3: sorry <laughs> uh-huh. whoever wrote no.
2: it i'm sorry but
3: yeah i'm sorry <laughs> no the the original has that soul all that music at the you know the great wall when they're going through a different like when they're fighting the huns like all that music is just wonderful i can listen to that all the time it's that score is great Jingles you can
0: just I was just going to say, Jerry Goldsmith was like one of the peak composers for like 80s, 90s. Like that dude had his name on everything back then, it seems like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. He definitely has some my 80s other one... elements. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
3: no, it's all good. <laughs> my other one is one of my favorite Disney movies. The Little Mermaid. As... Uh, no. No. <laughs> look and don't i mean you know the songs are wonderful in this movie the characters (laughs) but oh man when you talk about that score i'm talking about frozen that score is gorgeous in that movie i mean
2: i i i own both of the actual scores as well like to both of not the soundtracks Mm -hmm. but like because they're two different albums you know yeah Yeah. i know i i understand
0: most most films that have like actual like vocalization and then score like have different like separate like
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah you know separate skews was... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: i recall though a frozen soundtrack for the first one um it actually included all of it i don't know if it was just the particular one i
0: got like so edition. i really got the super Probably, fan edition yeah.
3: Yeah, you know, that was hard to come by when that movie came out. I went all over looking for that soundtrack.
0: Well, I'm sure. And
3: I had to call around, but I got it eventually. And (laughs) so the composer is Christoph Beck. And I don't know, it's just, it's a joy, all that music in there. It's just, I can listen to it by itself. And I know, you know, the different parts in the movie where, you know, the different parts are. And... It's just I don't know it's a good time it's emotional it's
0: yeah I it's mean great you, I like the even I like the you know the frozen music I don't necessarily I don't I'm not a big fan of the film proper but it does have good music um, like all you mm-hmm. know all around now that's <laughs> the the songs are I'm, I'm done with I'm, t- I'm tired of them at this point but they are like they are well made. You know they're very well done and well written <laughs> and well performed. But yeah, the score itself is yeah like all around like just good piece. Um, uh, I have I'm kind of over the map on mine. I'll start off one because I have a composer on here is one of them. Um, I'm probably not going to pronounce his last name correct, but uh, Ludwig, uh, Gorenson. I feel like he's fairly new to the scene, um, but he did—he is an Oscar winner, um, so I guess he's not too <laughs> underrated. But I feel like not <laughs> enough people were talking about him. But uh, he won He was—I uh, think he won his—he won his Oscar for uh, Black Panther, the Marvel film, okay. um, which is actually one of the few Marvel films that actually does have a good soundtrack, both score and. Um, Artist-wise, because you know fucking Kendrick Lamar did the uh, other one, so shits hot. It's a good soundtrack. <laughs> it's a good soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. Um, but nowadays he's doing the uh, scores for the. Uh, he's done the two uh, Star Wars live-action shows. He did Mandalorian, and he's also doing Bubba Fett. And uh, Bubba Fett. <sighs> both of those shows, he's created amazing themes for both characters and kind of creates like this like sci-fi western kind of vibe that I totally dig it's so it's so good Um, another film he did that I don't necessarily think has standout music Um, he did Tenet for uh, Christopher Nolan but it's more just kind of like the, the music's for the kind of serves its purpose for the film but it's not necessarily anything to like you're gonna listen on your drive to work <laughs> kind of thing um, but more of his like stuff that he's doing for like the Star Wars properties are like it's it's really good you should check it out he does some like pretty interesting stuff and he's I guess he's like an electronic artist or whatever um, like in one of the uh, they have like a documentary for like the making of the Mandalorian like the show one of the episodes is just dedicated to him, and he kind of talks about his process of, so like, coming up with all the different weird sounds and how he kind of—how uh, he approaches uh, composing. And it's very interesting just to listen to this dude talk. He does—he <laughs> he looks like just, like, an old—or, or like, a—like some, like, bohemian kind of, like, hippie that you would see at, like, a coffee shop. He wears, like, one of those—he like he has, like, a Rastafarian, like, hoodie on. He's got long— long kind of like curly hair he looks like he's just like high all the time but he's like incredibly articulate and very smart when it comes to music like you should you should check out his stuff i don't know if you got, i mean i don't think you guys watch the shows but the music itself is uh very good just even if you just listen to like the themes for both characters they're uh they're already using them in like subtle ways because they're so recognizable and just that little bite-sized universe um, yeah, I, so I, I
3: watched the first season of the Mandalorian. I know what you're talking
0: yeah, about. So, yeah, so yeah, so good stuff. Um, another one is uh, the Da Vinci Code. The music in that is, <laughs> is is way better than than it probably should be for for that film. Um, it's very. I don't know. I it's kind of weird for for it even angels and demons the uh the sequel like they're just like mystery thriller like you're not really used to those films having soundtracks that are all that um engrossing besides just trying to be mysterious or whatever but there's some there's some tracks in the da vinci code for sure that have like these big swelling just beautiful orchestral like build-ups then i'm just like man why is this in this film like what the fuck is this doing it's <laughs> it's so good <laughs> like just listening to it on its own is is uh as a joy um another weird one that's definitely i would say a hidden gem is uh, apocalypto the uh, mel gibson film um chelsea you probably wouldn't like it because it kind of has like some of like more dune vibes where it's a lot of i guess kind of you would say like sort of like tribal and it's more just like uh less instrumental and more kind of like guttural sounds I guess mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <Likes. laughs> um, but it's, it's very fitting for the film but it's also uh, enjoyable to listen to on its own and then uh, everyone's favorite film to hate um, but I don't think anyone ever talks about the music is uh, Avatar I think the music in Avatar is uh, very 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 good and it's something that I listen to quite often, and I think James Horner did a really good job of of creating uh, a musical track for both factions that's uh, that's uh, unique to you know like the human military industrial complex kind of bombastic percussion stuff, and then the more sort of uh, kind of spiritual. And tribal and kind of native, but also you know, like alien kind of sound for the, for the Navi like. And then like when that movie like hits like their like, their climaxes like the music starts swelling and it's, it's very good. Like I really like the the soundtrack for that film. So, but that's like everyone's favorite film to like take a huge shit on, for various reasons. So, <laughs> so most people don't ever, you know. Most people can't, like, don't separate the music from the blue cat people, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's really good stuff. I really like it. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me on, uh, like, underrated stuff or stuff that people, uh, you know, you don't really think about, I guess. Think about having good music. I'm sure there's, you know ridiculous amount of film scores out there and we're not even scratching the scratching. surface yeah um, right so this is this is more just like us talking very like briefly on the subject we could probably have a whole podcast just on film scores so <laughs> so for uh, anyone out there listening if we're not talking about your your favorite you know film score that, that that's why there's just a lot there's a lot out there and I'm sure we're missing so I'm sure as soon as we stop recording I'll be like oh shit that's another one I really like so there's just there's just a lot of stuff out there um, do you guys have anything that you think is overrated rather it's a, a score or a, a composer or just like a piece of music like a, a theme or or anything like that?
3: Avatar. Just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. It you see the him almost spit take saying. on that.
0: Hey, that's why. I, that's why I said yep. everyone's favorite film to shit on. I, the world's full of contrarians. I get it. You know. Oh Says the no, that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a contrarian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the
2: only one that I could really think of, which is really only a half truth for me, because like, I'm like, you know, like I'm straddling like in the boat and out of the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, is Star Wars?
0: Yeah, I honestly you know? i would I would agree with that
2: because I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like like well you know the mm-hmm. music it's like okay but it's not that good well there's that one song okay there's mm-hmm. that other song well, I like that song a lot too so I'm like I can't I'm just kind of back and forth like
0: there's there's so much I mean there's nine films in the in the yes. the main Skywalker series or whatever and then you got two spinoffs. And that's and you I'm just really talking all, about the movies. That's Yeah, really and then, no then I'm you got all these about. shows. Like there's a lot of music out there and the vast majority of it is just like fitting for uh-huh. it what it is. Yeah, but That's kind of yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. saying earlier with like John Williams. Like most of that Star Wars stuff, like I I don't like to listen to because it just I mean, it doesn't really do anything for me on its own. Like I think Revenge of the Sith is a is a standout but like I'm not sitting there listening to the Imperial March while I'm like doing the dishes shit, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like I think they're iconic pieces of music, but I don't I don't like to listen to them for fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. No, I hear you. I think the vast majority of Star Wars music is fitting for Star Wars and it doesn't really need to exist outside of it.
2: And it- I don't know. I don't know if this counts in this conversation, but the only other thing that I can like, it's th- a composer. I guess you'd call him a composer. Gotta be fair. Um, not to be negative. I mean, like he, he does, he, he's rich, more rich than I'll ever be in my life. Um, it's the, he's the, <laughs> and, and that's that. And that's where I have to draw the line. They're gonna, they're more rich than I am. So they win. Um, um, is the guy who does like, like Hamilton, Like the guy who writes in, like, Encanto and in The Heights, I find him to be a little overrated.
0: Yeah. I I mean, Miranda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's because, like, nothing. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I don't give two shits about Hamilton. And in The Um, Heights, I couldn't focus. I could not pay attention to that at all. Encanto, I liked. Encanto, I liked a lot. But, like, I don't know. I think
0: my. I think my problem with uh, his music is I think the music is very uh, floaty and catchy and kind of easily digestible, but I don't like his uh, writing. I don't think the lyrics always have a flow to them, and they, they kind of seem a lot of too times. Much
2: too sometimes, a
0: lot of the times it's jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. feel like I have to listen yeah, yeah. too much to the lyrics, and then I am not really paying attention to the music anymore. Like, I feel There's like I a have lot to kind of, like, lean in. Yeah. I'm just like, wait, what the fuck? Are you, what is... what? Yeah. Like, it doesn't have, like, a nice flow between... The, the the two are not... They're not symbiotic. Like, he either can... He, I think he needs to do one or the other. <laughs> you know what well, I mean?
2: Well, um, he won't. Yeah. So, because um, that's what he's done for all of his major work so far. Um, To me, like, it all sounds the same.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, he not, has not a in a
2: literal, like... Not in a literal way, but it's, like...
0: In a literal way, kind of sounds you the You have same found
2: too. a formula that makes you bajillions of dollars, <laughs> yes. and I have to yeah. appreciate that because again, I well it made him a
0: it made him I like will... a a a name that yeah, yeah, is yeah. recognizable um, now. Like everyone knows like, that
2: name. <clears throat> like going around on TikTok, there's like so many people discussing the intricacies of Encanto and like the music and stuff. Like look, listen to this clip. You see, and then they go into like this big explanation of like how this musical segment works. And maybe it's just because I've had this, all this training, but I'm like, yeah. And so does everybody else. Like, that's not a him thing. That's, congratulations, you know how to compose music. <laughs> now go listen to literally everything else. They all do this. Yeah. Like, they're talking about, like, look at this harmony. I'm like, yes, it's a Latin harmony. He picked yeah. up on heritage. He understands how it works. Like, yeah. it's not, he didn't create anything but that's not a fair thing to say because no composers create anything. Yeah. Like I teach in my guitar all the time. I teach like a basic guitar class. Um, when we're learning, uh, chord, chord structures and progressions and stuff. And they're like, Oh, but that's the same as this. I'm like, yes, congratulations. Welcome to the last <laughs> 500 years of music. It's all the same. It's all the same.
0: Yeah. That's kind of uh, art in general. Um, if you look at it from history standpoint, it's kind of all the same. So, just pick what you like cuz originality doesn't really exist.
2: So. Make it yours. That's all you got to do. And he does exactly. that. He does yes. a good job at that. So. Like I'll never compose anything. So, really, all of my complaints are Jack. <laughs> I'm not a well, composer. Hey. I can't write. I can't do it at all.
0: Yeah. Well, put <laughs> your thoughts <laughs> on Twitter.
2: <laughs> no I'm okay
1: <laughs> we'll I'll complain to my children podcast. and they're there just like go. okay <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: save it for the podcast <laughs> Chelsea what about you you seem like you're seething with uh, some opinions
3: oh still with that avatar <laughs> I'm just see the only thing I'll say is honestly I don't remember anything about that music but that's I, not I my, li- really either, my list honestly. You know, it's whatever I'm glad you enjoyed. You're also, it. Talk, you're also no. talking about a
0: film that's like what 20 years old now. <laughs>
2: forever, yeah. feels so, like yeah, it.
0: Feels
3: like, um,
2: it's
0: feels like it some came of of out. These movies like...
3: we're talking about, yeah. But it clearly wasn't that old to me because I'm I know, yeah, Ugh. scores for movies that came out twice as long before that. But yeah, anyway, that's why it's no. all my.
0: That's why it's all my hidden like. Like I think it's it's way better than it than it gets credit for, but it's not like. It wasn't on my favorite list, I guess. I'll leave it at that.
1: (laughs) Well,
3: I'll throw something on the overrated. I don't necessarily dislike this composer. I just... They just don't seem to have done anything fresh, in my opinion. Nothing that's memorable. And so I just kind of threw out there Danny Elfman. No!
1: (laughs) No!
2: I love Danny Elfman. He's another. He's another How guy we that's definitely not def- talked about him at all.
0: Because <laughs> no one was, likes him. I was surprised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I literally just screamed into the mic. Clearly, the comment <laughs> "nobody likes him" is not correct.
3: Somebody, and that is Wade.
0: No, I. Yes. Um, Danny Elfman for me is someone like he's definitely carved out a niche, and he definitely has. A very particular sound that fits a very particular like set of uh, films it's just i don't really like any of his stuff um Mm -hmm. it it has a style to it that's almost kind of whimsical in a way a lot of the times
2: very fantastical yeah
0: yeah and uh (laughs) i don't know it's just it's not stuff that i choose to listen to i guess um even more of his like i guess tonally serious stuff like he did the uh the batman theme for the michael keaton film and like totally people serious. people put that on a uh, pretty high pedestal in terms of like uh, i guess just for batman music but i don't really care for it i guess i don't know his, like i said his style is just not for me but i appreciate his uh ability to at least have a style it's better than some composers that just like make music and then it's just it sounds like a royalty-free shit <laughs> you know like it's just like yeah cool you put some stuff together that sounds like music you did you did good you, yeah, did, I mean, you did your you did your for, job at least at himself. least elfman's a name that like as soon as you say <laughs> that you know like that music um but yeah what has he done recently What's the last thing that Danny Elfman's well, name, like, does he, he do, still work well, with I, Tim Burton?
3: done a ton. I just don't, I just don't automatically place his name with a movie um, that's come he, out recently.
2: He helped a lot with, um, Joss Whedon's Justice League. Hmm. He helped. He didn't completely write it, but he helped whoever it was writing. He wrote that. He did Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. The Raimi ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's doing Multiverse of Madness.
0: Makes sense, because he works with Raimi.
2: Yeah, right?
0: Works with Raimi, works with Burton. Um, He did the Simpsons yeah. theme.
2: <laughs> oh, so. he did the Fifty, Gra- 50 Shades of Grave stuff.
0: Oh, perf- the perfect whimsical trilogy.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, he did all the Men in Black movies. Yeah. that's I didn't know that. That's pretty neat. That's pretty cool.
0: The only thing, when I think Men in Black music, I just think of... Uh, that album that they came out and it was just all like will smith like the the soundtrack his, or whatever his clean oh, 2000s really just what i think of yeah yeah exactly
2: <laughs> did you all have to learn like a dance for the men in black song in elementary school like in p.e. or something
0: well, no no oh. no we played sports in p.e. <laughs> well like yeah.
2: we we had like um we had like dance units um hmm. where we would do like like the ghostbusters song we had like we learned learn dance to that um we did some like oh gosh like line dancing um i liked it you know it was fun but that was a yeah. big one man and Man in black was a big one we did that a lot
3: interesting yeah yeah not my school but yeah i do know some other people that also had like a dancing unit and stuff but hadn't heard of with men in black
0: yeah we definitely we didn't we didn't do that in jackson was, we just played dodgeball every day so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i'm with you i'm with you on elfman um wait i would agree with uh, with yours on star wars too um the i this one that i have it's kind of i don't know if overrated is like the right word this guy's um uh, got a lot of acclaim and he's got a lot of accolades um i just don't necessarily really like any of the stuff that he's that he does um even most recently and that's uh uh chelsea the composer you you were talking about earlier uh giacino or whatever um michael the pixar guy um that does a lot of stuff um I don't like. I said I don't want to I wondered say. Wondered when he gave me
3: that look about Jaquino I was like, Jaquino yeah, yeah, hate yeah. him, yeah."
0: No, I don't hate him. I don't hate him at all. Like I said, um, I just threw him on here because I couldn't really think of like any, any like piece of music that I just like hated or, or, or you know anything like that. Um, but yeah, like all the stuff that he's done. Like I mentioned, he does do a lot of. You know, he can do something like Incredibles, and then go do. Uh, war for the planet of the apes and then he's doing like batman um i think my problem that i have is like even though his portfolio is super diverse none of his stuff is either a something i want to listen to on its own or b i don't really think it either a matches the film tonally uh, more for like his serious stuff I think i think it's pixar music is perfect i think pixar music in general i feel like has just like a, a template and you can almost kind of take any pixar score and put it in another pixar film and it'd probably fit right in and work great because it just kind of they all kind of sound the same i don't know if it's also mm, because i watch pixar i watch, pixar, I watch pixar films all the fucking time now with uh, my son and i i can't even like separate the anything anymore more specifically, like Toy Story monsters, I feel like I can't tell which movie's on anymore because I feel like the music sounds the fucking same. <laughs> but anyways, that, that, that's not Ooh, to say that any of it's that's bad. <laughs> that's not to say any of it's bad. I really, it's all really good stuff. Um, recently, I've been uh, since he's doing the the music for the Batman film, mm-hmm. I've been listening to like the little bits and pieces of stuff that he's putting out, and I just don't like it. I don't think it matches, like, granted, the film hasn't come out, no one's seen it, but just the tone of the marketing and then the music that he's releasing, like, specifically the the Batman theme that he put out, I don't think matches the tone of how they're presenting that film, and it feels odd to me, like, he almost, like, wrote all the music and then they made the movie, (laughs) like,
2: like, are you referring to the trailer music?
0: No, no, no. Like he re- they were like, you know how they release soundtracks usually before the film comes out? Like they, they pretty much do it for like most films. He's doing like a track at a time. Like he just released Oh, the,
1: okay. He just
0: released the track mm-hmm. for The Riddler like this week.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And that's a little I bit better. That's a little yeah. bit better, but like he released like the 8-minute long theme for just like Batman's theme, like his character theme for the supposed trilogy or whatever. And it's a beautiful piece of music. Um I just it doesn't sound like what I would expect the Batman theme for that particular film would be and that's kind of I guess my problem with a lot of his like more dramatic work like his the apes films kind of do the same thing like it's just good it's it's music and it's like good but it doesn't really I don't know if it doesn't really feel like it belongs in that universe and same with Star Trek um, I also just don't really like those new Star Trek films. Oh,
2: I like those. I like the music. <laughs> um, films. Yeah, I I'm like, like a
0: too. <laughs> I'm like a purist with like the old Star Trek movies. Yeah, I <laughs> so see, like and I've n-
2: never seen the old stuff, so
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Eh. So yeah.
0: the new ones kind of just <laughs> I don't know. That's a whole other topic, but I don't think JJ is very good at um, recapturing fandom <laughs> in a positive way. <laughs> so. But anyways, back to uh, mm-hmm. um Back Michael. to music. Back to music. I, there's a lot of rabbit holes opening up here, and I'm tempted to fall down one. Um, nope,
3: closing the back up.
0: But yeah, like I said, I don't think he's bad at what he does. I just don't think a lot of his stuff is fitting or memorable in the way that I would. I think he's better at Pixar stuff. I don't think he's as good at, at the more serious, dramatic stuff, I would say. So, but he's not like I said. He's, I'm not like just taking a shit on the guy. Like, he's won like two Oscars and like a, a thousand like nominations, and he's very well <laughs> liked in the and that in the film community. It's just I don't know. It's not maybe it's not my style. So it's I don't not know. for you. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I give I give respect to the fact that he's like obviously very good at it. It's just I don't necessarily always think it gels with the movies. So, however, I do, I think he did a good job with Rogue One, the Star Wars. That's actually a Star Wars movie that has a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Maybe it's just hit or miss. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I implore you guys, listen to the, Chelsea, I know you're not like a huge Batman uh, fan, um, but take a minute and listen to like the the theme that came out and just kind of, and mm-hmm. Like, like I said, it's a, it's a very good piece of music. It just seems like it doesn't really belong to the, <laughs> to the film. So, I don't know. I'll check it out. So, but it's also, you know, no one's seen the movie. So this, the marketing could be completely different than what the film actually is. Cause that happens a lot. So.
2: It does yeah. happen. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Very
0: um. True. All right, so let's move into the final thing here. Uh, we're just gonna talk some uh, iconic or like our favorite uh, film themes. We've kind of touched on it here and there a little bit through through the discussions already, but uh, um, Wade, why don't you start us off? What are some of the like some your favorite or like some of the most iconic film themes that like you know that are very recognizable for you?
2: Um, <clears throat> so let's see. Um, the Pirates one never fails. Like never (laughs) it always it always gets me going it's a good time um the one from star wars and it's got like a whole bunch of different names because it's like that theme has been borrowed um in so many ways um um, and now uh binary sunset there we go yeah binary sunset like that that melodic line is used in a ton of different songs. So that, so like it depends on who you're talking to, like what, um, what the name of it is, but it's right. like the more emotional one. I feel. Yeah. It's the um, Luke
0: staring off into the sunset. It is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Um, and it, that one, I, that's probably my favorite star Wars theme period. Um, I just, I love it so much. doesn't matter how it's written and like what scene it's in. Um, yep. They use it, they use it a good, uh, they use it in just the right places, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's just as iconic, I would say, as like the opening film scroll music. You yeah. Know?
2: And less jarring.
0: Le- le- yeah, definitely less <laughs> jarring.
2: Less of a punch <laughs> to the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scare the crap out of me.
0: Chelsea, what about you? You got some, uh, what are your, some of your like uh, more iconic film themes that you think?
3: Well, I like that punch in the face. I like that Star Wars theme. I honestly like all the Star Wars music in my opinion. I would listen to it nonstop. I think it's iconic and it's not even just because like the movies themselves are iconic. It really enhances the film for me. It really captures those characters, everything going on and Especially, you know that main theme, like bam, you know what you're watching, you know what you're going to get into. Oh, yeah. You're definitely it's getting into exciting. It pumps opera. you up.
2: <laughs> yes space opera. I,
3: I just think that's great. I love space operas. There we go. That's probably what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, like the music is yeah, it's the definition of an- enhancing the film. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: when that first one came out, they couldn't have picked a better composer to, because that just like took that film above like a B sci-fi future cult mm-hmm. classic and and put it up to like blockbuster status you know that music is yeah. it's like globally iconic yes you know and it spans like what like four generations now <laughs> or some shit like something like that yeah it's a ve- and yeah. it's it's yeah so it's it, very it, it may be one of the you might people. the most recognizable like film theme, mm-hmm. film score themes of like all time yeah. so even people who don't like star wars or like, would know what that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I'm surprised neither one of you guys said uh, Harry Potter. Uh,
1: I think... I, yeah. I like Harry Potter. Yeah. Let's go.
0: I think Hedwig's theme is very uh, easily recognizable. Sure like, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as, like, you know, bombastic as, as a Star Wars opening crawl. <laughs> but, like, I think... Like you know, John Williams is the as the master at this, but he did a perfect job of creating just like the simple piece of music that is used throughout the entire series. And like if you just hear it anywhere, you immediately know, oh, that, that's that's Harry Potter. You know, mm-hmm. they use it in the video, Yeah, they use it in the games. They use it like anywhere they can. And like that's like that's a really good theme. You know, yeah, it's the really magical well
3: made. atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Um there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of those out there i think um they may not be like something that I want to listen to but they are iconic i would say like uh good example is jaws the music for jaws mm-hmm. is <laughs> very iconic um very recognizable same with Halloween mm-hmm. the uh the slasher films like that's a that's another piece that has like stood the test of time so to speak um indiana jones is another (laughs) um the godfather is another one i would say that has very recognizable music like these are just like things that you could just like play the tracks and it's just a black screen but you you're you're you already visualize like what it is like you already know what it is you know and i think that's that's gotta be hard to do you know (laughs) to like write a piece of music and and have it be so long lasting i would say i guess
1: mm-hmm.
2: immortal um, immediately immortal
0: yeah like because <laughs> yes. you don't they don't i'm sure they don't they're not thinking that when they're like composing that piece of music they're like oh yeah this is going to be immortalized forever this is going to live past me my children my grandchildren you know what i mean like but some of these some of these will you know some like star wars mm-hmm. like that music's gonna last way beyond any of us so
2: like that one piece of music award is worth like millions and billions of dollars for sure oh yeah yeah
0: even just even just think about like uh just little uh, uh like uh like the look like some logo music like the disney uh the little the light going through the the kingdom like the little you know that like little piece when you wish of- upon a star yeah, like, that kind of yeah. piece of music, like, that's super, like, that's <laughs> iconic, Is gonna last forever, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's just for a fucking logo, so, <laughs> you know. But that's been around, what, since, I guess, what, the 30s? When that came out? Give or take?
2: When Pinocchio came out? <clears throat> It wasn't, yeah, it's been out for a very, very long it's, time. Yeah, it's been out for a long time, so. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I can't really think of anything else besides which, what we've already uh, touched on. Um, I didn't have Pirates on my list, but when you when you said that, Wade, I was like, oh, yeah, I can hear the Pirates music. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I just, it wasn't, I guess, I don't know, I didn't immediately come to mind. But yeah, do you guys have any uh, you guys have any others you can think of maybe it's like not music you want to listen to but it's just like uh long lasting or you know like we've been saying like iconic. I mention
3: Jurassic Park
0: yeah Jurassic Park yeah that that's thing. a really good one that's a good mm-hmm. one because they they still find ways to use that and even the new ones
3: mm mm-hmm. So yes
0: which then uh, didn't, uh Chelsea, doesn't your boy do the com- the score for those films? Doesn't Michael uh, Cappuccino <laughs> like, do the wait, I was like, I was very confused by that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I what? think, yeah, I think he's, yeah, <laughs> I think he, I think he's done the music oh for boy. those.
3: Yeah, I think the newer ones. That sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's the oh that's the that's the kid lingo out there. You you know your bo- your boy. I don't know gotta stay you gotta stay fresh gotta stay youthful
3: (laughs) well listeners let us know if you think (laughs) ethan's hip with that lingo (laughs) i'll die hip (laughs) oh man i think that's gonna do it for this week's episode guys i think so i think so (laughs) well thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode (laughs) yes you know uh be sure to like and subscribe wherever, to listen to, wherever you listen to this podcast and, you know, check us out on social media. You can find us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Demastered, and let us know who your favorite film composers and film scores and which film scores you like the best. We'd love to hear from you. If you guys disagree with us or agree with some of us, definitely let us know. And you can also feel free to send us an email as well at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com and... Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we hope you tune in next week. See
0: ya. Bye. See you guys.